Good morning. Uh, I'm, I'm Jeremy. Our pastor is, uh, he is uh, going to be back next week. He'll be back next week. Um, he took some time off, you know, spent time with family, and that's always healthy and, and good. And they had an anniversary recently. We, we know that. It was also, it's a good day. Their anniversary is a good day. It's my birthday. <laughs> so so they're, they're, they picked a good day to get, to get married on. Uh, and uh, I, uh, yeah, well, they did. They did. Yeah, I, I had a good birthday. I, I turned 40 this year. Um, and I, yeah, hey, you know, I, I said that, I said that first service and everybody's like, oh yeah, whatever. You're just a young guy. <laughs> well, I'm 40. <laughs> I'm 40. Uh, you know, and I, and I feel good and, and I feel great. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's just weird to be 40. Right. So, um, but I know, I know that I have a, I know I have a lot a lot, lot more years ahead of me, and I know that one day I'll look back and be like, man, 40, I was just a kid. But right now, I'm 40. I love you guys. <laughs> right. Hey, I, I am in a, I'm an associate pastor here at Heritage. Uh, I've been on staff full-time a little over three years. Uh, my wife and I came here a little over four years ago. And uh, my wife has been working here full-time since then. But uh, I, I get to work with her, which is great. It's wonderful. Um, you know, we, we kind of do everything together. Right, so uh, it's it's fun, but um, I, I can tell you this is a great church. It's a great church. It's full full of great people. This is uh, the the staff here that I get to work with. Uh, there there's one one reason why we do what we do, and that's to glorify the name of Jesus. That's it. That's it. And and and, and I can say that you know there's no you know secret ivory tower high you know up meetings that are like oh man. You know, what, what can we do? You know, it's like, no, like, how can we, how can we better, better serve Jesus? And how can we better show people who he is? That's it. But um, I also, one of, one of the perks of the job, I, I get to eat a lot of cookies because uh, I get to, <laughs> I do, man, because I, I deliver cookies. So if you're new here, right, hey, just guess what? Guess what you're getting this week? Some cookies from yours truly. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't make them, but, uh, but I, usually when they're made, I get some. Uh, I get some. Uh, some samples, right? I don't eat out of your plates, but, 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 but I do get sometimes my own plate, which is so I do know that I'm I'm handing out good cookies. So if you want to think that I made them, great. That's wonderful. But I didn't. Oh, she did. She did. All right. So, uh, oh man. Oh yeah. Yesterday I was going to tell you one of the things that wasn't on the on that video is we we served 600 hot dogs. 600 of them. We gave 595 away. The other five, guess where they went? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I love hot dogs. I don't know, I just love them. But all right, let's get. I gotta. I gotta. All right, let's get back. I'm gonna get you guys out of here on time today. All right. So at Heritage, we are a church who looks forward. We look forward. We are always looking to see what can be. Okay. We do our best to look through the lens of faith, and we don't only look through the lens of faith. We live by faith, and we walk by faith. Yes. Today, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So if you've got, some, got a Bible, or you've got your Bible app, Bible apps are great, because then you can like check different versions and see, how, see how, how awesome it all is. Anyways, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And in 2 Corinthians, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's defending his apostolic authority. Because there were people who thought Paul suffered a little bit too much to be a spirit-filled apostle of the risen Christ. And Paul went through a lot. He went through a lot. 
he writes this. He writes that he went through far more imprisonments with countless beatings, often near death. Five times, he writes, five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, and danger from false brothers. Paul's middle name was Danger, if you didn't know. <laughs> and, man, if my, if my kid was like, my daughter, if she was like, hey, can I go hang out with this guy? Paul, I'm like, no, he's dangerous. You are not hanging out with that guy. No, but Paul... Paul has to write this letter, or he gets to write this letter to defend, that he, and, and really what he's saying, he's explaining how his suffering is a vessel God uses and used to reveal his glory. Now, he's not saying that God gave him suffering because God doesn't do that, but God uses it to reveal his glory. He uses it and he turns it around for his glory because <laughs> there's a cross right there. Right, and we have that as a symbol of a torture and an execution device that we get that God turned around and uses for his glory. Yeah. Now, by the time Paul gets to the fifth chapter of the book, right, now he didn't put these chapters in, like he didn't write them in chapters. These chapters were added much later, and uh, but where you know where where we would say the fifth chapter is, Paul was writing, and he's talking about what motivates him in his ministry, and the first ten verses specifically speak to the, his motivation, which is a life of faith. Okay, so Paul speaks of our temporary dwelling place. Our temporary dwelling place. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, if indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we, we are still in this tent, we groan being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us a spirit as a guarantee. Now, I read this the first time, and three things stood out, tents, groaning, and nakedness. And I was like, what? <laughs> Hold up. Hold up, Paul. All right. But Paul, when Paul lived in Corinth, right, when he was there and he was ministering there, he worked as a tent maker. So he's speaking in a language that he understood and that the people that knew him would understand. And it makes sense to him, right? And when Paul's talking about tents, he's talking about our bodies, our physical body, okay? And when, when, he, when he says in verse 1, so we know that if the tent, our physical body, that is, our earthly home is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made from hands, eternal in heavens. Now, we live in tents or bodies made by hands, a temporary dwelling place. It's easily taken apart, easily destroyed. I'm, <laughs> I got to be careful because everybody's going to be like, oh, man, you're just 40. But I'm 40, right? And I've got aches and I've got pains right? And I've got, you know, I've broken things and I have sore joints and I hear that they get worse, but we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I deal with it and, and I deal with, with the, the fragility of this body, right? It's very resilient, but it's also very fragile, right? Because it's a temporary dwelling place. And we look forward to a house. We look forward to a building, not temporary, 
and not made by hands, a permanent dwelling place, a permanent body, or permanent body. Compare that a tent, right? How many of you guys have been in a tent, you know, with sticks and poles and, right, a tent? And how many of you guys have been in a well-built house? Okay, so there's no comparison, right? I would rather be in the well-built house because it's got a refrigerator, right? And it's got, <laughs> and it's got a TV and it's got couches. It's got a nice bed, air conditioning, hopefully. But in this tent, in our body, we groan and we long to put on our heavenly dwelling. Now, when it gets windy in a tent, right, that thing whips all over the place, right? A tent whips all over the place. I've spent a lot of time in tents. I have. I was in, I was in the military. I was in the Marines. We spent a lot of time in tents. I spent a lot of time in holes in the ground. And uh, I long to be at home, to be honest with you. I was like, man, I can't wait to get home. You know, that, that tent's getting whipped around. I'm like, man, what if, that, what if the wind picks this thing up? Or, what, you know, did I stake it down good enough? Or is it going to rip it through, the, like, the poles? Are those going to hold? Is it going to rip it? Like, then I'm going to be exposed, and <laughs> here I am, just out in the wind, getting pelted by sand. But I long to be in a well-built house, a solid building. I knew I'd be much better off, right? An apartment, that's better than the tent, Right? A camper trailer is better than a tent, <laughs> right? And I might even be groaning about my present situation, okay? I'd be longing to be somewhere better than the tent I was in. I'd be like, man, this tent, I spent a lot of money on it. It's not very nice, right? This wind's whipping it around. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like camping. I, man, I really, really like starting fires. <laughs> Not like I'm like a pyromaniac or anything. Like, I'm safe with them, right? But, like, you know, people always give me a hard time because this is me starting a fire. I stack some wood up, and I get lighter fluid, and I throw a match in there. Boom. Done. Done. Right? The fire started. And people are like, oh, you can't start it. Like, I'm like, I could, but I love lighter fluid. <laughs> That's great. That's just great stuff. <sighs> but it's fun. Camping's fun, but it's fun temporarily. Okay? And eventually, I'm like, man, I am sick of camping. I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to get clean. I don't want to get clean. I don't want to go to this like campsite shower and then have to like walk across dirt back to my tent. I want to go home, take a shower, and get in a clean bed. Now, our, our real self is the spirit within us. Our real self is not this body. Okay? Our real self is the spirit within us. And our spirit longs to be in the, in the body that God is building for us. Our hope is that what Christ did on the cross will enable us to put on that body. Now, something, something to point out here is something that's pretty cool. Now, if this body is discarded and destroyed, the body being prepared is different. It's not made by hands, and it will be completely new. None of the things we complain about None of the aches, none of the things that we want to do that we know we shouldn't do, right? None of the desires that we have, the desires we call the desires of the flesh, none of that stuff. We won't have any of that stuff because our new body will be perfect and it will, it will reflect the spirit inside of us. Amen. We won't, as verse 3 says, be found naked in our new body. 
we will eventually be in the presence of God without shame, without our mortality separating us from his eternality. Without this tent, without the temporary dwelling place, we're not moving into Beverly Hills in a tent, right? We're not going on Rodeo Drive. I'm from Southern California, so this makes sense to me, right? We're not going on Rodeo Drive and pitching a tent, right? They kick you out of there. Like, nope, you can't do that here. Get out. We're moving into one of the mansions. We're going out in the hills and moving into one of the mansions. Verse 5, he who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. Now, God has said we are his, and his spirit is proof to us that we are his. The body we will receive from him is without blemish, without pain, and is without disease. That's why he heals. Think about it. That's why he heals. He heals to show us who he is and what it's going to be like to be in his presence. He doesn't get Michael and Gabriel, archangels, and be like, hey, check it out, guys. Come here. Healed. <laughs> Pretty good, right? He doesn't do that. I mean, they might see it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Michael and, and Gabriel hanging out with him. I don't know. They're probably worshiping him if they are. Right? <laughs> but, but, but he heals us to show us what it'll be like. He gets rid of those pains. So he said, hey, this tent that you're in, yeah, it may, it may not be the best right now, but guess what? There's something better coming. It all gives us a taste of his kingdom and what it'll be like to show us what we have to look forward to so that we know that this isn't it. This is not it. His spirit fills us. His spirit empowers us, gives us peace and comfort, encourages us, and helps us to, to proclaim his truth boldly and proves that the message we are declaring is truth. Right? Now, if I were to take a, a, a you know, I mean, this, you know, 2,000 years old to 3,500 years old-ish, right? And I were to just read this, without the Spirit of God, these are just some good stories. That's it. Some of them, you know, like reading through, like, names of people, it's not even really that good a reading. But with his Spirit convincing us that this is his word, right? This stuff comes alive and this stuff speaks to our hearts and penetrates and, and, and changes lives. Without his spirit, we are walking blindly. We're just hanging out here in a building in Vancouver. Without his spirit, our faith is not rooted in confidence. But because of his spirit, our faith is strong. Our faith is confident and is confident that what we cannot yet see is real. You know, I hope that my heavenly body looks a lot like this because I think I'm pretty handsome. But I don't know. <laughs> Come on, that was, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. But I am. No, I'm just... <laughs> but I don't know what it'll look like. Maybe I'll be all muscly. That'd be cool, right? You know, like have a hard time touching the top of my head type thing. You know, that'd be cool. Right? Like, check this out. But, but I don't know, right? But my faith and my hope is that there's something there. And there's something that's better than this. Maybe I'll be more handsome. I don't know. That was so good. That was so good. Oh, that was good. That was good. So our faith is confident, and our faith is confident that what we cannot yet see is real. That's 
All right. Hebrews 11:1 1 says this, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Right? We are assured, we are convicted, we are convinced that what we cannot see is real. I am convinced of it. And just because I can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. Now there was a time I know we love Royal Rangers around here cuz you know, we're we're good assemblies of God people. I was I was in Boy Scouts. I actually I was an Eagle Scout. <laughs> right? But but I went to this camp, and we were doing some trust things, like these trust exercises. We did a trust fall, like, off this platform, and, like, you know, people actually caught me, which is cool. You know, I didn't fall. It was great. It was all cushiony when I landed. But um, well, we did this one thing, and it was, uh, I think it was either a tree stump or a rock, and uh, it was, like, 50 feet away, and they blindfolded us. And they said, all right, got to run at that thing as fast as you can, and somebody's standing there. Somebody's standing there. They'll stop you if, you, if the other person doesn't tell you to stop. Right, so like you're gonna run at it blindfolded. Somebody's gonna tell you when to stop before you hit hit it. You gotta trust them. Right? Now I didn't want to go first because I was like 15 years old and I was like, man, I want to make sure I look cool before I do this. I don't want to look like, I don't want to be the first one running into this this rock or this tree stump. But uh, the first person did it and he, I mean, literally about three steps in and he just like kind of covered up and he was way far away from the, this thing, and um. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could do better than that. Nope, right? Now think about this. I was blindfolded. I couldn't see that tree stump, but it was still there. Just like if I were to blindfold you in this room, all this, the walls don't just disappear, okay? And I can tell you, hey, just walk that way. The wall's not there anymore. You can't see it. You run right into the wall. It's still there. What we cannot see is there. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And Paul says, because of our confidence, because of our confidence, we walk by faith. The next five verses, chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And I love that. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of you may receive what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Now, while we live in this tent, this body, we are away from the Lord. And although we are away from him, we are, as verse 6 says, courageous. We would rather be in his presence, verse 8. We aim, to be, we aim to please the Lord, verse 9, and we will all stand in front of him to give an account as to what we've done, verse 10. What we do in this tent matters. What we do in this body matters, right? And it impacts our mansion, right? It impacts like tent versus mansion. What will you do in the tent impacts your mansion. We also walk by faith and not by sight. We are walking by faith, but we are not walking blindly. Just because I can't see it doesn't mean that I don't know that it's there. I'm confident that it's there. I act the way that I do because I know that there is a Lord with us and walking with us. That It matters what I do. It matters what I say. It matters how I treat people. It matters what I do when nobody's looking. It matters. We walk confidently in the hope we have in Jesus. 
we are confident because of what he did on the cross, we are blessed. We walk boldly as we proclaim the things of the Lord and we see what can and will be. We look at Heritage Church, we look at Vancouver and the surrounding area and we see people coming home to the saving grace of the Lord. We see 10,000 spirit-filled people worshiping God and making his name known. We see the name of Jesus being lifted up. We see schools marked by revival. We see the power of the Holy Spirit on display. We see Heritage Church spread out over multiple campuses, multiple locations, proclaiming the goodness of God throughout our county. We see the best days ahead rooted in the heritage of our predecessors. We don't discard what those that have come before us have done. We stand on their shoulders and we build on the foundation that they laid. Everything we do is made possible by because of what they did. Just like 10 years from now, we're not going to look back on 2019 and dis- disregard and, and, and get rid of what we were doing today. We're going to continue to build on what's happening right now. We see a God who loves people and who interacts with them. And although we cannot see him, we walk in confident faith and we experience his blessing. Anybody been blessed by the Lord lately? Right? Anybody been blessed by the Lord and also gone through hard times recently? We walk in what we cannot see, and we are blessed because of it. We believe in and trust in what we cannot see. We cannot see, we cannot see Jesus standing among the lampstands. We can't see it. We know it's happening, and we experience his blessings, and we experience the, 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 the presence and the, the manifest, it manifests itself. His presence manifests himself here, but we don't actually see him standing right here is and his spirit is here we believe it jesus told thomas you know doubting thomas he got a bad rap for me a lot i tell him like doubting thomas anyways thomas did good things by the way her church history man that guy did some great things after after holy spirit came but jesus said this to thomas because thomas believed after he had seen jesus risen from the dead Jesus says this, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And our faith, our faith is strong and our faith is powerful. The author of Hebrews describes what people of faith did in the Old Testament. People like Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Joseph, Moses, the Israelites, Rahab, Gideon, David, Samuel, and the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned into strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. By faith. By faith in who the Lord is. By faith in what he says. By faith that he's going to come through in what he promises. By faith, we will see the kingdom of the Lord, the kingdom of God, change this region. By faith. By faith, we will see good, godly rulers in our land. 
by faith, we will receive what God has promised us. Us as a church, us as families, us as individuals. God's made some pretty pretty big promises in this, in this region, in this church. Yeah. In my family, God's made some big promises, and people have spoken that to me, spoken through people to me, and I believe it. Faith, being confident, assured, convinced that a God who we cannot see will fulfill the promises contained in his word. Living by faith, we live by faith like we believe the promises of God and we walk as if we are part of the kingdom of God because we are as if the kingdom of God is right here right now Jesus said I truly I say to you if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing is impossible for you now he's saying little tiny faith does big things little little tiny faith big big things now I see, I'm like, all right, if their little faith does big things, what does a lot of faith do? Yeah. What does a lot of faith do? What does a collective faith of, of hundreds and thousands of believers coming together in Clark County, what does a, that lot of faith do? Amen. Now what do you need to see through the lens of faith? What are you looking at that you're looking at the physical when you need to look at what's not seen? You need to look at the armies of the Lord that are standing behind you and scaring, scaring, <laughs> scaring the pants off of the devil, right? Because that's the nicest way I can say it. Because the armies of the Lord are standing with you. And he's standing with you in, in your circumstances and in your what you're facing. Watch the Lord work. What can you not yet see, but you know is coming? What impossible situations are you facing? Walk in faith. Walk in faith, knowing that the Lord is on your side. Knowing that the Lord wants what's best for you. Knowing that if you're going through something, the Lord's going to turn that around. He's going to glorify it. He's going to take what's meant to hurt you, and he's going to lift you up, and he's going to make people like, man, what happened there? stand we're gonna sing we're gonna sing and we're gonna we're gonna sing and we're gonna declare together that we walk by faith